Welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm Jack. And I'm John. And we're on a mission. To help you focus on Christ. Well, we were talking about Jesus, and Jesus is. And we've gone through all these different things, uh, the high priest. So many things. And today, we're going to talk about Jesus is the good shepherd. The good shepherd. uh, And oh, by the way, did you know that this is our 50th episode? That's amazing, Jack. I know. I can't wow. believe we've been able to talk that much. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes we talk too much. Maybe so, maybe so. <laughs> well, I thought, uh, my thought was that um, as we talk about Jesus as shepherd, maybe we can, first of all, kind of uh, talk about sheep. Yeah. And um, we being the sheep and our need for the shepherd, because a sheep in reality couldn't live on its own. No. It needs a shepherd to take care of it for a lot of reasons. Uh, basically, sheep lack the sense of direction. So if you were to put a sheep out in a pasture, it'd get lost really, really easily. And it would get frightened because sheep frighten easily. And uh, They're sheepish. They're sheepish, yeah. They, um, they're virtually defenseless. You know, they don't have, you know, big teeth or claws, you know, so they're, they're basically defenseless. And, uh, by nature, I think sheep are unclean. You were a shepherd, right? Uh, sheep can get pretty smelly, right? Pretty stinky. Pretty stinky. Yeah. Uh, so they're basically unclean and they can't find food and water on their own, right? They need to be fed. They need to be taken to the water and uh, kind of shown how to do that. Uh, their wool doesn't even belong to them because every year the shepherd will shear the sheep and take the wool. Yeah. And uh, that's the reason, I guess, you would have sheep so that you could sell the wool. And um, it's interesting that uh, the Bible says in uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm-hmm. I, I lack nothing. So that's the cool thing to transition to Jesus as a shepherd uh, the sheep need everything, but because Jesus Christ is our shepherd, we lack our want for nothing because he provides everything that we need. So God is provider. We didn't talk about him being provider, but yeah, he's go. provider as well. Yeah. yeah the uh, You're talking about sheep being so vulnerable. And, and one of the things that's fascinating to me about it is, you know, when Jesus is talking in the New Testament about being the good shepherd, um, you know that there were Pharisees in that audience. Okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And the Pharisees, I'm pretty sure, took offense at being thought Call of as sheep. sheep. <laughs> yeah, because, and th- this is part of our human condition. Uh, you know, sometimes when we don't trust or we don't follow God, we don't follow Jesus like following the good shepherd, it- it's because we have this feeling of self-reliance, mm. you know, and that that's a deep cultural thing too because mm. you know you, you hear about the self-made man right. or, you know wh- whatever you He's going to pull himself up by oh, his yeah. bootstraps I've heard that We 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 preach this self-reliance and you know we celebrate these athletes and stuff that that do these great things and mm. accomplish all of these different things but we're not self-reliant No no that's the that's the reality because and I see it in my job every day because you got somebody that's got everything going right until that one thing happens and now their life just went sideways or upside down or if you live long enough right then you start seeing the things that uh, you did well 
or that you could depend upon kind of begin to fade away. So it's it's like having that sheep that's out wandering in the pasture and they don't realize what kind of a danger that they've gotten mm, themselves true. into. Because what is it that, that makes the sheep so helpless apart from just the sheep itself? It's predators. Mm. It's predators. And I think that's the other thing that we forget about. We right. live in a dark world. Um, we live... And we have an enemy. Right. We have a real enemy. Um, and that enemy is not the people around us. It, Paul says it's the powers of darkness, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so we have a spiritual enemy, um, who's seeking to destroy right, us. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we are, we're vulnerable sheep in need of the shepherd. Right. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I was looking at Psalm 23, uh, I think it's a beautiful Psalm. Um, you want me to read through it? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, let me just read through Psalm 23 and uh, show you the beauty of the shepherd and how how much the shepherd provides for the sheep. It starts out, everybody knows, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's a meaty verse right there Mm -hmm. because three things you see, you see the Lord. Right. The Lord, he's talking about there, Jehovah, the Almighty God, the great I am, the Lord. Uh, God, the creator, uh, the sustainer, the alpha, the omega, the Lord is my shepherd, not a shepherd, but my shepherd. So David, the psalmist, uh, hones in on something that's amazing for us, that this wonderful God and creator is my shepherd, and therefore I shall not want. Uh, So he provides for me. He makes provision. When I was a little kid, I didn't understand that phrase. I said, well, if he's my shepherd, why wouldn't I want him? Because it says, he's my shepherd, I shall not want. <laughs> my mom says, that's not what that means. That's not that what means. that means. <laughs> that's not what that means. It says, it means you shall not want for anything. You, you don't need anything because God takes care of your needs. Well, when you have a need, <laughs> to whom do you go? Right. Uh, do you go to the pastor? Do you go to the psychiatrist? Do you go to the friend? They're all sheep. Right. Uh, this says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We can go to him. We'll go to the shepherd. And uh, right. he, he provides for us. The second verse says, he makes me, he makes me lie down in green pasture. Sometimes God has, uh, the shepherd has to make the sheep lie down because uh, sheep are prone to, like I said, fear. And uh, they'll trample all over each other if they get excited and and upset. And so sometimes the shepherd has to make them lie down in the green pastures. And for us, I would say sometimes God has to make us rest. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. As his children, sometimes we get so busy and think that the world can't run without us. And uh, sometimes uh, we need to understand that the Bible says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the sheep needed rest. And so the shepherd would make the sheep lie down, uh, force them to rest. And then it says, uh, he leads me beside still waters. That's peace. My understanding is the sheep, if he would come to a river, uh, the shepherd might 
build a little dam, little 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 pool with rocks to slow the water down so that they could have a, a nice, cool drink of water and be able yeah, to do sheep that. are going to be afraid of fast-moving water. Right. Yeah, they're not going to deal with that. Um, when I raised sheep, we had a spring, and... Um, you know, they would they would drink from the spring because I mean it's not still in the sense of a stagnant pond, but it's still in the sense that it's calm and it's not uh, rushing water. Right. And uh, and that was just a great source great, of water. Great for them. image. So the third verse says, "He restores my soul, and he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake." I think that what we have to understand is that uh, the shepherd sometimes has to go after the sheep because the sheep might be prone to break his leg or get injured or get hurt and go his own way. And that's very, very dangerous to get away from the flock, away from the shepherd. And so this says, he restores my soul. The shepherd goes after the sheep, brings the sheep back to restore uh, the need. When I was raising sheep... Um, you know, we talked about this where I would just go out there and if one of the sheep saw me, they'd all come running. Um, or I would just make an, any kind of noise. I, you know, didn't have to be a specific word. I'd just say anything and they would start come running because they knew I was going to feed them. <laughs> well, I go out one day and I call my sheep and they all come running except this one you, And she's just standing out there just kind of looking at me like she's looking at me like, I need you to do something. And and then she calls out a little bit, you know. Hmm. And I'm like, well, this is just, something's wrong here. So I go out there, and this poor thing, <laughs> she had delivered her lamb over a sinkhole. Oh. Yeah. And so I, she I was, you know, I'm not a doctor at this point. I'm like probably 16 years old, 15, something like that, you know. Um, so I climbed down into the sinkhole, and there's this cutest could be little lamb in there. Wow. And I I pick up the lamb, and and it's it can't stand up, and so I'm <laughs> not, not not really knowing what I'm doing. I'm just kind of squeezing on its leg, and I feel, and there's this the crunch crunch here. It broke its leg. When yeah, it was when it, delivered when it was down delivered, into the hole. Wow. And it fell. It broke its leg. Oh. So I brought that little lamb up to the house. And my my older brother, who was in medical school, so yeah, he knew what he, he was doing. He knew doing. what to do. That's right. <laughs> and our dad was a doctor, so we had a few little medical things around the house. Well, we we took tongue depressors, put a stand, stretchy tape, and we made a splint for that little dude and taped up that leg. Wow! And uh, well, he became a bottle fed lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I just think it's fascinating because the poor sheep. The ewe was just so helpless. She had n- nothing she could do, nothing she knew to do, except to look to me. To you. The, she, she looked to the yeah. shepherd to come and meet her need. Or she would have lost. The lamb yeah. would have died. Yeah. Now, it, what a neat story and, and, a, that is and a neat, neat story. experience, too. So, so to say he leads me in paths of righteousness right. without being imputed, having the righteousness of Christ imputed into our lives, we would die. Yeah. And uh, so the shepherd saves us. Well, the psalm. Well, if she had delivered at night. Oh, yeah. When the shepherd was If she had delivered there. at night, I would <clears throat> never have known. Coyote would have got that lamb. Mm. We'd have never known. Never, never known. You know? 
But our good shepherd doesn't sleep. He never sleeps. He no. never slumbers. He watches over us right. both night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, the, the psalm makes a turn in the fourth verse. There's six verses in Psalm 23. The first three, you, you heard what we said right. about that. But then it makes a turn because uh, it says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. A shepherd, I am told, in, in uh, first century biblical land, would have to move the sheep sometimes to a higher plane or a lower plane to get the grazing land right. and uh, to get the, the grass. And sometimes the path uh, would be treacherous, uh, maybe up a steep hill or up a, up a mountainside or down into a valley. And there were a lot of dangers in moving those sheep. And this says, even though I walk, it doesn't say in death, but through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, I will fear no evil for you are with me. So when the shepherd is with the sheep, guiding and leading the sheep, he can lead the sheep through a difficult path, through a dangerous path, even close to death. And the sheep has the security of knowing that the shepherd will lead and care for it. And uh, I think that that's uh, exactly what David means for us, that in our lives, we need the difficult pathway to grow. And sometimes we need the difficult suffering, times of suffering, to remove the dross of sin in our lives to grow in righteousness. And uh, so this is getting courage and having the companionship of the shepherd uh, to move us along. Well, and it's not just him leading. It's the next part, too. Yeah, your rod and your staff, they comfort right. me. The rod and staff. The rod that the shepherd had was basically like a big walking stick. And with that, he could poke things. He could leverage things. He could whack a predator. Um, and then the, the staff was the shepherd's crook. And the idea of that is you've got a sheep that's a little bit off the path. Well, the shepherd just dips that crook yeah, around that crook his neck and, and pulls him back up here, you know. Yeah. So that would be a comfort to, to right. know that if I get off the path, that he has right. the uh, the love to reach out to pull me to safety. Yeah, that's or, good. Or if you're on a stage doing a show and you do a lousy job, then they pull you off the stage. He can pull you out and, and once save again to the give, too. save <laughs> and save you from more embarrassment, right? <laughs> <clears throat> well, then he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Uh, the place that they would go where the best grasses were was called the table land. Mm -hmm. And on the table land, the flat place, uh, there might be vipers or snakes sure. in there. And the shepherd would go and maybe find a, a hole where maybe a, a snake or a viper could be. And pour this thick oil into mm -hmm. the hole and then put oil perhaps on the head and the face of the sheep. So if the sheep is down grazing on the grass, it's protected from, you know, snakes, poisonous snakes that might be in the tableland. So this is this is this anointing with the Holy Spirit gives us protection from the serpent, yeah. from the, uh, well, the evil one. Yeah. So I think there's some. Some things in here to give us protection and to give us power. And then he says, my cup overflows to give us abundance. Uh, to have a cup overflow would be 
a difficult thing, not an easy thing, something that would take work mm -hmm. in that day because they would have to draw the water out of a well to have the cup overflow would be a lot of, a lot of drawing on that string to get that bucket up, to get that water, fresh water from the well. And yet God provides for us an abundance of blessing to where our cup even overflows. I saw a thing the other day said, um, you know, are you a, a, an optimist? In, or in other words, are you a, a glass half full kind of guy? <laughs> you know, are you a pessimist? Uh, are you a glass half empty kind of guy? And uh, now the answer is no, I'm a my cup overfloweth kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not half full. It's yeah. overflowing. That's good. That's really good. Uh, and then the last verse <clears throat> simply says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I feel security in that. Right. Uh, and the thing about this is that is so very important is we dwell with a person forever. We dwell with a person of God forever, all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So that's a relationship with Christ, the good shepherd, that is an eternal relationship. It lasts forever. And that's security. So I think the 23rd Psalm is pretty rich. In, uh, it's very rich, and also it's prophetic because in that time period when when David wrote the psalm, he didn't dwell in the house of the Lord. You couldn't go into the house mm -hmm, of the Lord. That's right. We talked about it. You know, the, only the high priest could go into the most holy place um, once a year. But David says, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever mm -hmm. because God had given him the vision of the future of the anointed one and the Messiah and what was to come. Um, and yes, it's such a, a beautiful thought to, to picture the idea of, of dwelling in the house of the Lord forever. I, I was telling Jack earlier um, that verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And actually a stronger translation of that says surely goodness and mercy will pursue me pursue me all the days yeah. of my life yeah um because you know jesus is our shepherd but he's also our pursuer you know so goodness and mercy yeah. someone said it are the watchdogs right for the sheep <laughs> right. they're keeping us in line and the wonderful thing to me about this whole thing is you get a sense of the love of god and being a part of love uh, when you're a part of God's flock, when he is your shepherd and when he is allowing us to dwell in his presence forever and ever and ever. And I think of love and joy when I think of that, as well as goodness and mercy oh, yeah. and grace. There you go. So I think it's a great psalm. My, my only comment would be uh, choose him as your shepherd, you know. Make the choice to choose Jesus as your shepherd. Open up your heart and your life to him. Come to him. He, he's calling you and he longs for you uh, to receive and to respond to his call. Uh, it, it's, it's good you say that, Jack, because there are so many references in the, the Bible that talk about us as sheep. And one of those says, all of us 
like sheep have gone astray. Like sheep have gone astray. Right. right. Each one to his own way. Um, because that that's the nature of sheep. You know, mm-hmm. they lose track of where they are. They're thinking about the sustenance and I'm going to chase after this. And uh, that little lush area of grass looks pretty good. They're not paying attention that there's to the danger. a predator right. nearby or that there's a, a, a sinkhole they might lose their lamb in, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so the shepherd has to keep you on task and um, lead us back into mm-hmm. his fold. Um, Psalm 23 is a very popular um, passage of Scripture that oftentimes is used in funeral messages mm-hmm. at uh, memorial services because it's, uh, I think, familiar to a lot of people. But I don't think that a lot of times people understand the weight and the depth of what Psalm 23 is saying, uh, because I think it is a, a hope that last verse to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But it's also an encouragement to those who are left behind to choose Christ as their savior so that they might have the kind of life where we're guided, uh, we are uh, provided for, uh, we are sustained and abundance is is ours because God wants to bless His children. So I think it's um, I think it's one of my favorites. When I was in fourth grade, um, my grandmother, uh, who she in my my family, she's kind of like a patron saint, you know, because my grandmother um, became a Christian when she was fourteen years old and brought the rest of her family wow. to Christ. Good for her. Yeah. And when I was in fourth grade, she worked with me one summer when she was visiting um, to memorize the 23rd Psalm. And uh, she taught me to, you know, focus on scripture and try to memorize other things. And we go through all these different things. And and I'm telling you, those moments were, are so uh, special to me. And, and it's not like, you know, we took out, carved out some super special time or whatever. I, I think about the passage in Deuteronomy where it says, you know, when as you're going, you know, teach your children mm-hmm. this and that. And about my word, we were in the car. You know, my mom's driving. My grandma and I are just sitting in the back seat. Um, and we'd, we'd go visit family or something. And, and that was a long drive. Because we're going to Iowa, mm-hmm. you know, from Indiana. Really long for yeah, a kid. Yeah. And so, but my grandma would teach me the, the scriptures. Right. And, and that, that's such a beautiful memory. And that, that, that actually makes Psalm 23 more, Even more dear special to me. Because well, let me ask her. you a question, John. I'm going to see how old you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you memorize in King James Version? I did. Yes, that's how old you are. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Hasn't been used quite as much. I did too. Yeah. I did too. And I most of the scriptures that I memorized uh, back in those days were King James Version I, memorization. I think part of the thing that was unique about that is it had more of a, I don't know, a literary poetic. or poetic style to it. Um, and those those things a little bit easier to memorize, actually. Yeah, yeah, the Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. Thou make that thing. absolutely I, yeah, the, the these and the thous. Yeah, so, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. We memorize the. I, I have one just just for fun. Um, for we are judged by that man 
whom he hath made assured that he hath raised him from the dead. <laughs> we are judged by that Thou man. Thou hast said that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So that's just some of the some of the memorization. Oh, well, I would encourage you also. Uh, you know, when you're pondering these things, uh, take a look at John chapter 10 and read yes. what Jesus says about Bash. Himself yeah. as the Good Shepherd. Yeah. So, well, Jack, yes, thank you for that. Oh. I enjoyed going through the 23rd Psalm. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, please reach out to us and. We'll see you next time. Amen.